The federal government got some free advice this week. Transparency International Australia publicly released the design principles for a whistleblower protection authority that they sent to the government during the consultations of the public sector whistleblowing stage two reforms. Dr AJ Brown is the chair of Transparency International Australia and professor of public policy and law at Griffith University. Uh, Professor Brown, thank you for joining us. What would a whistleblower protection authority do? Yeah, good morning, Julian. Good to be with you. Um, well, really, it would it would fill a big gap. It's really the missing link in our public integrity, accountability, anti-corruption sort of architecture, if you like. Um, after the government, uh, this government has delivered on a really important promise to create a national anti-corruption commission. That's mm. that that was the single biggest gap um, in our system. But the but the missing link is a is an agency to actually protect the most important sources of information we have about wrongdoing who, who are also often the most vulnerable and that's insiders in organisations who are the ones who come forward with with um, information or concerns about corrupt conduct or maladministration or things like robo-debt or whatever it may be. Mm. So you've released these design principles for a whistleblower protection authority and in doing so you've looked at some uh, examples around the world of similar sorts of things, although uh, honestly there aren't that many of them. Uh, what is there out there and, and what did you draw from those examples? Yeah, it's very interesting. We Australia, like a lot of countries, has had whistleblower protection laws on paper for quite a long time, uh, but there's a real problem with these laws basically having been sort of symbolic exercises, and this is true all around the world. An increasing number of countries do have whistleblower protection laws but don't actually have anybody to enforce them, which is why there aren't, aren't um, uh, lots and lots of whistleblower protection authorities the way that there are anti-corruption agencies, for example, or other bodies. But but there are some countries. Um, the, United, the United States federal government has had a whistleblower protection agency for over 30 or 40 years. Um, there are some very sort of strong models in a range of different places where different countries are sort of innovating to figure out how to make their integrity system really strong, like Slovakia and Ireland. So there's no excuse for us not to get on and design something that will work really well for Australia and for Australian conditions because we we know that these sorts of protections, which are so important, uh, just they just don't enforce themselves. They've got to have a champion who will investigate uh, reprisals or other detriment against whistleblowers, provide support to whistleblowers, um, really carry out the sort of the core functions of making sure that people who do the right thing don't come off second best. Yeah, so you've, you've used that word enforcing uh, the laws. If a whistleblower protection authority existed, how would that help an individual if they found themselves, say, thinking about becoming a whistleblower or if they are one already? and they got in, in contact with the Whistleblower Protection Authority, what could the authority do for them? Uh, well, lots of things, both directly and, and indirectly. At the moment, very often people don't know where to go if, if, if they feel like they can't blow the whistle in their own company or government agency, which is often the case, then, you know, where do they go? And if they don't go to the right agency or they get shunted around between different investigative bodies um, and... It really means that they can go somewhere who will direct them to the right place, but also then help keep an eye on how they're faring, whether they need any support, uh, potentially provide legal advice or other support, um, health support, just managing 
the process because mm. it's not necessarily easy. But most importantly of all, when uh, if or when uh, their company or their agency um, does the wrong thing in terms of supporting them uh, or failing to support them, then there's a, a, a body that can literally just sort of step in and say, no, hang on a minute, let's sort this out. Let's mm, mm. Uh, make sure this person can stay in their job or if not, then, you know, if people do suffer consequences as a result of speaking up, then they shouldn't have to fight to be compensated to have their career protected or to be compensated for their loss of income if they suffer some bad consequences. That's really society's responsibility. That's really our responsibility and that's why we should have an agency helping do that rather than just leaving it to, to whistleblowers to fight it out in the courts. We're speaking with the chair of Transparency International Australia, uh, Professor AJ Brown. And AJ, it's interesting you said there you talked about giving support but then also avoiding the consequences that whistleblowers can face. One of your recommendations is that any federal agency proposing to take legal action against a whistleblower would have to get a tick first from the Whistleblower Protection Authority. Why is that important? Well, well, we do see government agencies and companies just fall prey to the knee-jerk reaction of, of shooting the messenger, basically, and punishing somebody, even though just, just because of the embarrassment sometimes because of just when they have done the right thing or done what people have asked of them, which has raised their concerns. So I mean, at the moment, for example, we have seen prosecutions at the federal government level of people like Richard Boyle, a tax office whistleblower, um, and uh, and and really, you know, in my view, that that's one example of a prosecution that is just simply not in the public interest. And but agencies themselves just don't see that objectively. That's um, so. In this situ in this sort of situation, you would have hoped that the Commonwealth Director of Public Prosecutions, for example, would have already prevented a, a prosecution um, for, for breaching secrecy laws or or a breach of confidentiality. You would have and expected the Attorney General could do it as well, couldn't they? This would provide well, a way that wouldn't require a political decision by the Attorney General. Exactly, exactly, and and nor should there be, nor should there need to be a political decision by the Attorney General. We shouldn't really have politicians starting or stopping prosecutions of individuals, you know, on political grounds. That's a sort of a, a Trumpian sort of approach. What we need is agencies, whether it's the DPP or this would really make sure you'd have a specialist whistleblower protection agency able to look at it and say, no, hang on a minute. I think that um, you, you might actually even think that you're doing the right thing prosecuting this person, but in fact, it's just a knee-jerk reaction against somebody who's embarrassed the agency or the company for doing the right thing. Right, and, yeah, so, um, so that, yeah, there'd be a sort of counter, counterbalancing institutional weight that could fall, fall in behind a whistleblower. That's that's interesting. Um, you've also recommended that the Whistleblower Protection Authority could do early intervention, conciliation or mediation, the sort of things that you do sometimes see in employment disputes. Is that because internal whistleblowing tends to get dismissed by public sector organisations? They can basically hold an investigation and clear themselves? Well, it, it's really about how an organisation reacts to when people blow the whistle. And, and really the first reaction often is that the agency will act on the information but won't support the whistleblower. Mm. Um, it'll, it'll use the information but it, but it won't 
go the hard yards of actually making sure that that person is okay. And so that's really the first thing. If if an agency or an employer doesn't do that, then they're really breaching. They're really falling down on their duty of care. So so if that's the case, and there's consequences that flow from that, um, you know, stress and and time lost and just people's career just goes a bit um, a bit uh, off track, then they've got an entitlement to compensation and support. And things like conciliation and mediation means that this agency can help say to uh, uh, an employer, um, look, you, know, you could make this right um, through some compensation, through a reinstatement or a different different work arrangements through providing support, uh, legal support or whatever. And those are the sorts of practical outcomes that can come simply from an agency helping an employer realise that mm. they've fallen down on the job supporting a whistleblower. So it can be as simple as that or it can be much more than that, basically getting a whistleblower their job back or getting them some compensation for the impacts on their career. And and really, like I said before, at the moment, I mean, it was, we had one whistleblower from our advisory group at Transparency International Australia talking to politicians this week about these principles, Sharon Kelsey from, from Queensland. Um, and um, over the last four or five years, she personally has had to find or or promise or undertake to deliver $4 million in legal fees just, just defending herself, just supporting herself. And it's just... I mean, it's just crazy. She's had no choice but to run up those debts. Um, but um, um, but people should not have to be um, footing that sort of bill yes. or facing that sort of legal risk when basically what they've done is the right thing. She reported corruption under the under the Queensland um, anti-corruption laws, as was really expected of her in her job, um, and um, uh, and. She should not have to be then fighting to protect her own rights to be able to just get on with her career. So it's a yes. really important opportunity for the federal government um, to get this right, not just for public sector whistleblower protections, but also uh, right across the board, um, our whistleblowing laws need this kind of support. Yeah, it's worth clarifying that the, the federal process is about public sector reforms, but there are also reviews of the private sector whistleblowing laws due this year. J just finally, uh, AJ Brown, a whistleblower protection authority is something that's been supported by prominent MP advocates of better whistleblower protections, people like Helen Haynes and Andrew Wilkie, but Labor excluded it from their law to create the National Anti-Corruption Commission. Isn't that a pretty strong signal that the Albanese government's going to be pretty hard to win over in terms of a whistleblower protection authority? Oh, well, not necessarily, and we certainly hope not. Um, the government said at the same time as it was introducing the uh, National Anti-Corruption Commission that it, it would start this process of examining having a whistleblower protection authority and uh, and in the past um, Labor oppositions have made commitments to do exactly, this, exactly that. Uh, and this process is explicitly, it's underway at the moment, um, the federal government's consultation process is explicitly examining, you know, should there be one, what are the roles that need to be filled, what are the gaps, etc. So this really is the big opportunity and I think the, the amount of support that is out there publicly and across the parliament and from within the government, um, but also from the opposition, Senator Paul Scar, who's a senior 
uh, Liberal National Party Senator from Queensland, spoke at the release of our principles, emphatically endorsed all of them. Um, so, mm. so there really is such strong support um, and uh, there really is a huge opportunity for the government to, to continue to its good work on, on uh, reforms in favour of public and integrity and accountability and restoring that balance by, mm. by seizing the opportunity to fill this gap. Right, so you're still hopeful. That's good to hear, AJ Brown. Thank you so much for joining us on Sunday Extra. Good to talk to you, Julian. Have a, have a good day. You too. That's AJ Brown, Professor of Public Policy and Law at Griffith University and Chair of Transparency International. AJ co-wrote an article in The Conversation this week. Australia is in desperate need of a whistleblower protection authority. Here's what it should look like. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.